Hello everyone, welcome to Just Barrett, a podcast where we dive into conversations to spark social change. My name is Jolene. My name is Marian. And my name is Weiting. And today we have two very, very special guests with us, Nur and Mizi from the Good Life Podcast. They're both podcasters as well as life coaches. And, you know, having spoken to them a couple of times, we really love what they stand for. And yeah, we are super excited to have them on this podcast to talk about self-love. So we will dive more into what is self-love, why is self-love important, how do we actually start the journey. And at the end of it, we actually have a little snippet where uh, Mizi and Waiting go on a role-play coaching session that may or may not be tears involved. So yeah, so listen on and see what happens in the podcast. Today, we have our friends from the Good Life Podcast, Mizi and Nora. Welcome! Welcome! Hi. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having us. Would you like to introduce yourself so that our users can get used to your voices? Hi, this voice comes from Mizi. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> <laughs> and hello everyone, um, this is Nora here. Welcome, welcome! welcome. So today, we are here together with um, Nora and Mizi. The very, very first episode, which I really, really like, um, is on the topic of self-love. So mm-hmm. we invited them today to talk about the topic of self-love. So this word self-love, right, has actually been thrown around social media a lot these days. So we just yeah. wanted to hear from you guys, what exactly is self-love to you? Or like, what, what does it actually mean? Yeah, interesting, interesting topic. You know, when, when you shared with us that you wanted to talk about um, the topic of self-love, it got me really excited. It got Nora really excited, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just share um, what self-love is to me. You know, when I was thinking about this, right, um, I was thinking about my younger self, you know, many, many, many years ago. And if you ask me what self-love would be to me back then, you know, I would tell you, I would think about things like, you know, facials, um, working out to make sure that my exterior self looks like good, right? Mm. So basically, I was just focusing on things that made me look good on the outside, right? And I thought that that would be something that would bring about, you know, great happiness, joy, contentment in my life. And, um, you know, I had to learn the hard way of what self-love truly is when I actually had to go through painful experiences in my life, right? Painful, hard breakups that kind of just got me stopping on my track in my own life journey. And it really forced me to think about, you know, really think about what is self love right Mm. have I been truly practicing self-love or you know have I just been you know doing things that's just meeting my physical surface need right and you know after allowing myself you know giving myself the permission to go through and embarking on that beautiful self-discovery journey I realized that self-love it's more than skin deep Mm. it's more than what you see on the surface it's more than the things that you do to just you know make you look good on the outside right it's deeper than that and to me self-love it's about really giving yourself that permission to understanding yourself on that deeper level on that you know more authentic Mm. level and just like how you would actually talk to someone you truly love the most Mm. you know the kind of love that you would give unconditionally right imagine all of that imagine all of that amount of love that you would shower them Mm. and just imagine taking all of that and showing it to you the kind of words that you would say to yourself the kind of Mm. thoughts that you would think about yourself, the kind of words that we use 
to describe about yourself. And I realized that, wow, you know, when I allowed myself to really understand and internalize that meaning of self-love, you know, I can't even put it into words. It, it really got me feeling so good. Like, you know, that warm, fuzzy very safe feeling on the inside you know and I felt that yeah you know even though you know sometimes some days I might be going through chaos mm. and unexpected stuff but at the end of the day I know that I've got my own back at the end of the day I know that no matter what I'm gonna go through I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it somehow right because I know that I'm yeah. gonna be there with me in my own journey so yeah oh, that's very amazing. well put. Yeah, that brings us to the end of today's episode <laughs> we everything in her introduction, she has covered what we want to talk about in the entire episode. <laughs> I love it. It's so powerful, right? Like Thank the you. On, like, taking all the love that you show to another person and then you show it to yourself. Which yeah. is tough. Yeah. So tough. Yeah. Mizi, what about you? It's not the end of the episode yet. <laughs> Thank you for the question. Uh, I think when I think of self-love, I think of what is the opposite of it? What is not self-love? Mm. Uh, and, and, I, and I get answers like, well, what is not self-love is obviously self-hatred, mm. self-sabotage, self-blame. Um, to me, self-love is about taking care of yourself properly. Self-love is about being kind to yourself. What many people don't notice, I, I realize, is, is that they don't notice when they're being harsh towards themselves. Yeah. They don't notice when they're being hard on themselves, when they fail at something, when they try something and it doesn't work, whether it is a project, a business, um, their studies, or even a relationship. They tend to be really, really hard on themselves. And if you look at it from the outside, from an external viewpoint, you might say, it doesn't make sense. Why is she being so hard on herself? Like, why? That's the only person she has herself who she cannot run away from. She either loves herself or she doesn't. And you can run away from anyone else, right? Malan, if you want to run away from Jolene one day, you can. <laughs> you're not stuck with her forever. Um... But, but you can't run away from yourself. So we all have a choice. We all, all have an option. And the option is to learn to love ourselves a little bit better. And in my opinion, it begins with being kinder, being gentler, being mindful of the words that you say to yourself. We all have a voice in our head, right? You guys watch The Simpsons, which is usually really stupid, but you know, it's in our head, right? Um, and this voice is sometimes saying very hurtful things and calling ourselves useless, stupid, uh, you know, nobody loves you, you're never going to be good enough. And mm. We need to catch ourselves whenever we hear that voice popping up because yeah. that voice is going to slowly, gradually, but almost certainly um, destroy our self-esteem and our self-worth. And that's something that we need to protect, okay? Because in the absence of anyone else there telling you that you are loved, you need to tell yourself that you are loved. Wow. Okay? Because if we keep on waiting on the sidelines and hoping and expecting that someone's going to come into your life out of nowhere and start showering you with words of compassion, of loads of affection, that person may or may not come. And even if that person comes, they may leave at any time. Because yeah. that's how human beings are. Humans are funny, you know. Like one day they can tell you that they love you 
And then 24 hours later, they can say, you know what, I changed my mind. <laughs> but <laughs> you need to be strong for yourself. You need to love yourself. And to me, it only makes sense that when we show people how we love ourselves, we are indirectly teaching them wow. how to love us. If we take mm. care of ourselves, if we keep out negative influences in our lives, the people around us are going to take notice. And they are going to learn that, oh, this is how we think self. But if from the very beginning, the person keeps saying, oh, look at we think she's doing things that are harming her, you know, her health. You know, she likes to say negative things mm. about herself. If you don't sleep the entire night except for one or two hours and you do this repeatedly and they realize that you don't even care about your own health, your own well-being. Yeah. You eat things that you're not supposed to, right? You practice in some behaviors or routines that are not good for yourself. They're going to take notice of that. And they also take notice of the things you say about yourself. Whenever you're around them, you say things like, you know, oh, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be successful. You know, oh, my family doesn't love me. They're, they're going to pick up on all those small little signs. And then they're going to say, she's okay with being treated like that. And I'm going to do that to her. And so this is where it's, it's quite damaging if we don't practice self-love. Mm. It, the, the negative side effect is not just what we do to ourselves, but what eventually we give license to others to do to us. You know what wow. I mean? So yeah. that, that's something we all need to be careful of. Wow. I really like how like he really was spot on on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> something that I particularly like is how you swap the direction. Like usually we it's very external, right? Like how people treat us and then we, we, we seek external validation. And then like how you put things out there like how you treat yourself will affect how other people treat you and that's something that I really really like and I'm really trying very hard to learn because this whole topic of self-love is something that I yeah. I am so bad at <laughs> I mean, trust trust me we think we, we're all learning we're all trying we're all trying to love ourselves I mean you, you can say I'm, I'm so bad at this which you just said a while ago uh, it's okay as a form of you... <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realise. As you not being in a state of denial, that's okay, right? Meaning you are mm. self-aware that you are struggling in this. Yeah. yeah. But don't continue to say it yeah. to the point where it manifests into who you are eventually. Yeah. Like mm. everywhere you go, anyone you meet, you say, I'm bad at loving myself. I'm so bad at self-love. I'm bad at... I'm horrible at taking care of myself. Yeah. So... You need to change the language that you use to speak to yourself, right? We think I'm not. I'm not reprimanding you. Okay? I know. <laughs> I know. But like, wow. Right now. Yeah. This is a waiting's coaching session one on one. Yeah, like why is it my is it my therapy session now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I think like. I really like what you shared earlier on. But there's something that I always struggle with though. Okay, I'm not trying to make this my therapy session, guys. Um, but there's really something that I always struggle with is that like the idea of self-love um, versus being selfish. Mm. This is something that I don't want to be seen as selfish. Like when I love myself well, like when I want to spend some time with myself or I try to say no, which is so difficult. I cannot say no. And like mm. I feel that that's me being selfish. 
like I'm prioritizing myself over another person who might need it more in the grand scheme of things. What's your take to this? I, I think, you know, like I hear this a lot. I hear this a lot when people say self-love is selfish. Prioritizing my own needs is selfish. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, okay, self-love is selfish. And the reason why I'm okay with saying that is because I believe that, that we as human beings, we cannot lead a life that's 100% selflessness. Imagine mm. if you are like 100% fully selflessness in a kind of thing. Imagine you would like give everything of you that you own away, right? You give all of your wealth away. You would give the home that you own that provides yeah. you that, that warmth, that shelter away. You would give, um, you know, the food that you have in your fridge away. You would give the clothes that you have away, right? If it's 100% selflessness, you are just essentially giving all of you away. And what does it lead you? What, is it, what do you en- end up with? You end up with nothing. And when you end up with nothing, if you follow you know, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you aren't able to even meet that basic need, right? That basic need of yes. being you know, psychologically safe in your own body, physically safe. You don't even have a home over your head a roof over your head to keep you safe and warm, right? So I feel that it is okay, you know, for us to be selfish, especially in those areas that actually matter to us, right? Especially Mm -hmm. in those areas where it is concerning taking care, you know, of our own physical and mental well-being, right? If we, we don't give ourselves that permission to be selfish in that department, then we cannot expect other people to come in and be like, you know, I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to mm. save you, right? Mm. I feel that a lot of times why people get stuck in that cycle of pain is because they have this expectation and they place it on, onto other people that, hey, you know, I turn to you so that you can please come save me, rescue me from this, this pain, this pool of pain that I'm drowning in, right? We tend to kind of put that expectation onto other people and then at the end of the day, we end up so disappointed. We end yep. up so disappointed with the relationships that we're in solely because we place that expectation onto other people to fulfill needs such as you know, being happy, mm-hmm. right? Finding gratitude and blessings in our own life. Things that are so important as that, we place it into the hands of someone else to determine it for us. And that's why, you know, we go on in life thinking, why do I keep feeling so unhappy? Why do I keep feeling so unfulfilled in all the things that I do in my life, right? You start questioning yourself. You start, you know, asking existential questions like, who am I really? Who am I really? Is there more to life than what I'm going through right now? Right? So I think, you know, I would like, you know, that the listeners out there, I would like to invite the listeners out there to kind of have this, shift right this perspective shift in terms of how we see taking care of ourselves how we Mm. see you know loving ourselves it is important that we put ourselves first to prioritize ourselves in order for us to show up to the people that we care for the people that we love the most you know better right we can only truly care and love the people out there um, you know, as much as how much we have within us, the capacity that we have within us, we can't pour from, you know, an empty cup or an empty jar. There's nothing to pour if it's nothing within to start off with, right? So I think it's important for us to kind of really think about, you know, how we see self-love, 
you know, the role that it plays in our life. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this is very... I'm, I'm very curious to know when was that point where you start to realize the importance of self-love and has it been always easy to 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 you know love yourself and yeah what was your journey like Noor? Wow you know I I would say you know as what I shared earlier I had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. in um you know helping me to really really see and understand what self-love is to me and what I should be really looking into when, you know, I had to go through multiple, you know, heartbreaks and painful experiences, right? So the, 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 the latest heartbreak that I had to go through, I think it would be one of the greatest amount of pain that I would say um, I had had to experience in my life to date. And mm. I think that heartbreak really, really got me thinking. It really got me stopping um, to really start thinking and re-evaluating um, how I've been seeing myself, how I've been taking care of myself. Um, you know, I mean, like previously, I had gone through heartbreaks, but I think nothing that really got me stopping. Nothing yeah. that really got me thinking that, okay, maybe perhaps I should kind of take a look at, you know, how I've been living my own life, you know, mm-hmm. and the kinds of people that I've been, you know, attracting in my life, right? I've never really kind of stopped to think about that until that huge, you know, saga that happened. And I felt that as painful as it was to go through something like that, I mean, like, I don't wish upon, you know, anything painful for people, but as painful as it was to go through something like that, um, but I, I saw so much blessings in that because I feel that if it weren't for that painful experience, I wouldn't have even considered embarking on this self-discovery journey. I would probably, you know, be going through my own life on autopilot mode thinking that, oh, okay, you know, this pain I feel, it is part of life, right? I'm supposed mm-hmm. to just like get over it and just move on. Right, that was mm. what I was thinking about. That was how I saw pain. Right, it is a part of life, and I'm supposed mm. to deal with it. I'm supposed to, you know, if I feel it, snap out of it. Feel it, snap out of it. Mm. And I felt that it wasn't doing me any good. Right, like the pain I felt, it did not magically go away. I mean, like yeah, you know, I suppressed it. You know, in that mm. moment, I felt that temporary relief. Like okay, you know, I would distract myself with things. You know, like I would work out like aggressively, thinking that if I had like the perfect body. I look good on the outside. I would feel good on the inside as well. But I did not feel that. Like, yeah, you know, I think I look good on the outside. But on the inside, I was hurting. You know, I was mm. in so much pain. Like, I could feel that my inner self, it was literally crying out for help. It was literally telling Nora, like, Nora, please help me. Help me. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I built those walls so thick and so great that mm. I think, it, it really prevented my inner child, my inner self to like, you know, really um, communicate with my adult self, you know? And I felt that because of that lack of communication, I thought that everything's good. Like, yeah, you know, I feel pain sometimes, but overall everything's good, but everything's mm-hmm. not good, right? What I was doing was just running away from my pain. What I was doing was just escaping. I was numbing. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I learned was that when you numb, you know, one emotion, like let's say you don't want to feel sadness, 
right? You essentially numb yourself of all the possible emotions that you want to feel. You numb yourself from the possibility of even feeling love, right? Mm. And um, yeah, you know, I, I felt that when I actually allowed myself to kind of just be open in wanting to explore, you know, be open in wanting to see, okay, you know, to acknowledge my pain right now, right? I think the first step, it's always about acknowledging, right? When you acknowledge what you're going through, you allow yourself to step out of that denial bubble that you're in. You're allowed to tell yourself that, hey, I, I have an issue, right? And my mm. issue is I'm not willing to address my pain. That was my issue, right? When I, I, I had when I allowed myself to have that honest conversation with myself that I have an issue and I need help, the moment I allowed myself to cross and overcome that hurdle was when I saw, I saw transformation happen. I saw growth you know, that entered my life when I gave myself that permission to overcome that hurdle and to get out, to pop that denial bubble and to tell myself, I need help. I can't do this on my own. And that was when, you know, I, I started to meet people. You know, that was when, you know, I started to even like, you know, um, partake in support groups, you know, classes yeah. like the Arts of Letting Go class by Usat Mizi. And that really helped me. You know, when I exposed myself and I met people, I connected with you know, like-minded people, I felt that, hey, I can do this, right? I aspire to be like them. If they can do that, I can do it too, right? I just had to just allow myself give my, myself that permission to go through it, to move through what I need to move through, to feel what I need to feel. And eventually, I will get there, right? But I think the, the, the important thing is to not be, you know, harping and be so obsessed of the end goal, the mm. destination, which I think a lot of people tend to be focused on. Oh, I, I need to be healed. I need to be healed. That they forget, you know, the process that they have to go through. <laughs> The journey that they have to go through, and I feel that it is within the journey that you discover so so many of these gems about your own self. Right, you discover so much about yourself when you embrace the journey. You are fully present in the journey. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. That's really great. I I have a different question for Mizi actually which is what are the consequences of ignoring self-love? Because, you know, you have come across many people who, who come to you for help. So you must know, like, what are some signs, consequences of ignoring self-love? Well, I believe that when you ignore self-love, then the consequence is that you will continue to either give all of the love that you have inside of you to everyone and deprive yourself of any. Secondly, Sometimes it may lead to another negative consequence, which is you start to look for love in the wrong places. This is the, no the normal things that I, I see. Okay? Mm -hmm. By the way, I, I can't ignore the fact that just now waiting was tearing up. Hey, you didn't have to say that! <laughs> because the listeners can't see it, so I need to describe to them what I can see. <laughs> But here's, here's the thing, Jolene, I feel like the, the irony about people who struggle with self-love, what I notice is that they actually have a lot of love to give. Wow. Okay? They have a big heart. And because they don't know how to love themselves, and a lot of them feel like they don't deserve love from anyone, so why mm -hmm. should they be giving love to themselves? 
As a result, they give and give and give until they're completely depleted of energy, of love, and compassion of any kind. Right? So yeah. that to me is pretty dangerous. If you if you notice this, you need to do something, you know, about it. You need to do something for yourself. Change your habits, change your behavior, change your mindset. Um, and start taking care of yourself. Stop telling yourself that it's wrong for me to take care of myself. Like Nor gave some really good examples earlier. Yeah. You know, stop telling yourself that oh, I can't do this because it's selfish of me. Mm-hmm. It's not selfish of you. It's it's only normal that you take care of yourself. First. Yes. The the cliche example for this would be when you when you bought a plane. Well, we can't bought planes right now. <laughs> but you know, I, I I travel with my kids sometimes, and the the reminder is always. If there is an emergency, you put on the mask first, yes. and then you put it on your child, because it, it doesn't make sense for you to save your child, and then you can't breathe, mm-hmm. right? So you need to ensure you have enough oxygen. Then you are in a better position to care for and take care of the people you love. So instead of prioritizing loving other people, which a lot of people do, again they have lots of love to give away. They have big hearts. Unfortunately, mm. one person they struggle to fall in love with and take care of properly is themselves. So, those are some examples, Julie. I hope I answered your question. Consequences yeah. of not loving. Yes, definitely. And I have a follow-up question, <laughs> which is, then what is stopping people from starting this journey of self-love? Some people don't know how to. Some people find it very awkward to start doing nice things for themselves. Mm. If you tell them go 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 to a spa, go and have coffee on your own, go and eat the the nicest piece of cake that you've been holding back, you know, <laughs> from eating you know, all this while, um, go and you know buy a ticket and travel wherever you want to. Like they don't know how to do that. They find it weird doing things for themselves, nice things for themselves. They feel out of Mm. This is one of the reasons why they don't do it. But another reason is, like I said earlier, is that they don't even know how. Yeah. And and this is where you know programs like this, and other courses and books that you can read, will teach you what you can do, practical steps, right? Because for a lot of people, when we say love yourself, <laughs> their head they're like, how in the world do I do it? <laughs> Tell me how. You're so fixated on the how, but mm. sometimes all it takes is the decision. Right? Mm. Just decide, my life. From today onwards, I'm gonna love myself better. I'm gonna take care of myself. Don't worry about how you're gonna do it. The technicalities, you know, to me are secondary. The primary thing you need to do today, right now, if you're listening, is to decide, because it's decisions me. are what shape our destiny. So decide mm. today, and wow. then the journey will come. The opportunities will present themselves to you. The teachers will, will begin to appear in your life. This podcast will suddenly appear on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> These are all signs. Yeah. If you're waiting for a sign, this is the sign. Do it now. Yeah. Pause the podcast and make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I've got I've got some stuff that I want to add on to that. Yes, um, that question. Um, I think like you know, for me, based on what I see a lot, you know, in people struggling to even want to take that first step it's um the fears that they have within themselves right i think it is natural for the mind you know every time when it comes to any form of change it's natural for the mind to resist 
And it often tends to resist in the form of coming up with excuses, you know, trying mm. to amplify the wounds, the insecurities, the fears that you have within you. So one of it I find that people tend to think about is, you know, the fear of the unknown. You know, this, this change that they potentially need to embark on, it comes with a lot of uncertainties, right? And with uncertainties, it often, you know, results in all these fears of what if, you know, what if I were to shed this current old self? Who will I potentially look into or evolve or mold into, right? That future self. So just the thought about who this future self will be like, it just suddenly becomes so overwhelming and so intense for the mind to even comprehend right now, right? Because the mind has been so conditioned and been so programmed to kind of see things in a certain way, right? Very tunnel vision, narrow-minded sort of way. So when you are kind of trying to challenge the mind to tell your mind, hey, why don't we like, you know, think out of the box? Why don't we, you know, open ourselves up to newer perspectives, the mind suddenly goes, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It starts freaking out, right? And to keep you safe. That's what the mind wants to do. It wants to keep you safe. And it keeps you safe by coming up with all these excuses, by making you stay to your mental narrative, right? So that you don't want to take any new step to go out yeah. of the comfort zone. But the thing is that we as human beings, we were not made to just survive. We were made to yeah. thrive, right? We were made to thrive. And to thrive, it entails us challenging ourselves. To thrive, it means really looking at the mental narratives that we keep repeating to ourselves. That I am not good enough. You know, I will never be that person. I will never do this. I will never do that. Right? Our moral duty to ourselves is to be able to challenge all these thoughts that we have within ourselves. And not to just, you know, let it linger within our mind. Not to just let it, you know, um, grow and grow within our minds. That's when, you know, we find ourselves being so stuck. We find ourselves being so stuck with that, you know, certain, you know, mental narrative that tells us at the end of it, at the end of it, right, if you were to trace it all the back, the core of it is the I am not good enough narrative. That's what it boils down to. The I am not good enough narrative, right? And it is for us to tell ourselves, that I, I am going through this. I keep telling myself this, right? A pattern stops becoming a pattern when we recognize it. When we recognize it and we are able mm-hmm. to put a stop to it. And then we, we need to do what we need to do. Like, for example, going for therapy, you know, having a coach to kind of guide us through it so that we are able to kind of replace that non-serving narrative with something that will empower us, something that will really push us towards the path of self-betterment and growth yeah <laughs> wow standing ovation for that one <laughs> so empowering awesome yeah now i actually we we do have you know the questions we want to go through but i'm not sure whether we would have time but i really want to role play on coaching waiting so so if let's say you know like Nor and Mizi, based on your experiences and you know waiting mentioned that oh yeah she's aware of her struggles with uh, loving herself uh, expectations to herself then what would be a good place to start or how would you know you advise or go about you know starting to help her or coach her I think I think for me, like one of the things that, you know, I work a lot with my clients is, especially in the initial phase, when I, I observe 
that my client is going through um, issues such as, you know, doubting themselves, um, having, you know, esteem-related issues. It's a lot about, you know, building up the resilience of the person. It's about helping the individuals, you know, recognize that they, they do have it within them, right? They do have these strengths that they have within them. They do have all these achievements and accomplishments that they managed to achieve the past, you know, number of years. Because a lot of times, you know, um, I realize that a lot of them, they kind of just straight, straight away, they go into, you know, focusing on the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Their mind is just so drowned in the problems that they are struggling right now that they are not able to see anything beyond the pain. Yes. So what I would do is to kind of like just help to bring them out of that dark hole that they seem to be in and kind of make them take that mental step back. To kind of take that mental step back to create that psychological um, you know, space between whatever they're going through right now, whatever issues or challenges that they're going through right now, and to make that separation between that issue, that challenge, and the person that they are as a human being, right? Because what I see oftentimes why people allow problems to define themselves is because they lump the problem and themselves as one entity. So that's when you get so emotionally entangled in it, you cannot see anything beyond your problem, right? So, you know, I I like to do a lot of like, you know, mental visualization sort of like exercises to help them to kind of take that step back and help them to look inward, right? Because I feel that each and every one of us, we have been gifted with the inner power, that inner glow, the inner strength. It is all within us, right? But oftentimes, it's just covered with layers and layers of fears, layers and layers of stuff, which is just not serving us anymore, right? But mm-hmm. when, when you help, you know, the, the person to take that mental step back, to kind of see themselves, the things that they've accomplished, you know, the things that they can pot- potentially do for themselves, it makes them, you know, build up that self-confidence and be like, okay, yeah, you know, even though right now, I may seem to have a lot of things going on right now, a lot of issues I need to look into. But hey, I I feel that I've built up enough confidence, you know, to build that foundation layer so that I feel a bit more confident to kind of, you know, tackle the issues that I need to tackle one issue at a time, one step at a time, right? So it's about taking baby steps, taking small steps, but making it high priority. Nice. Wow. Mizi seems like he has questions to ask waiting. I'm here. Hi, Hi Mizi. <laughs> How are you? I am good. <laughs> are you happy? Today, yeah. <laughs> no, I am happy in general. In general. How about in specifics? Wow. Um, in specifics? How specific? I mean, which areas of your life right now would you love to see a major jump in improvement? I would think there it's... Many, there are many things, right? Yeah. Yeah. The biggest one is self-esteem. Okay. Mm. Where, where do you think you... Because every one of us, when we were born, our self-esteem was, uh, was at a full 10 out of 10. Remember? When we were little, when we were young, we were mm. not embarrassed to do anything. Mm. We didn't care about what anyone said, what anyone thought. We'd walk around in our diapers and go to the mall and we wouldn't care, <laughs> right? No, we don't care. Mm. At some point in our life, at some stage, we decide to care. And some of us, that level of self-consciousness stayed with us. Yeah. For most of us, our self-consciousness heightened at about our teen years, like 
12, 13, 14, 15, it's like at its peak. And then gradually some of us are able to control that a little bit better. But you know, we think the people I, I know of who struggle with self-esteem, they could be their 20s, their 30s, their 40s. It's because something happened. Someone said something about them. They overheard their friends say something mean about them. And they start believing. And then they start comparing themselves with others. Or the ones they loved compared them with others. And then slowly, gradually, but surely, you notice that every ounce of self-love that you ever had for yourself was being chipped away. And you found it harder and harder to love yourself because that negative voice in your head is getting louder and louder. The more you try to want to be different, to go against it, the louder that voice becomes. If someone made fun of your laugh, you're going to stop laughing a lot around people because you think my laughter is silly, it's stupid, it's ridiculous, it's embarrassing. Yeah. If, you, if you walked in a weird manner and people made fun of it, waiting, you're a girl, why do you walk like a guy? And then you're going to start hating the idea of even crossing the traffic light, right? Mm. Because you, you think all eyes are on you. If you hate your voice, you wouldn't start a podcast because you wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want people to hear your own voice. I mean, it, it has to be something that happened along the way, waiting. And I think you know yourself. You don't have to share it with us, but you need to go back to that point in time when something significant happened and it left a mark. And then what I want you to do is to question that truth. So you need to be mindful of that. Be careful of what you have now accepted as true. Because mm -hmm. if you were to dig deeper, like what Nora was trying to allude to earlier, sometimes you take a few steps back so that you can identify what are all the truths in your life right now. Okay, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not better than my siblings. My parents don't love me enough. You know, like... There's something about you that you hate so much that you need to uncover, you need to disclose, you need to address, you need to confront, and then remove it forever. And in my opinion, that can be done. People will try again, but now you're stronger. Now you're better. Okay. I had issues of self-esteem growing up. I used to hate myself so much at one point when I was uh, probably 14, 15, I remember that my, my self-esteem was so low that when it was time to go back home, I would literally run to the bus stop so that I would not be with any of my friends. I would just be alone. That, that was one of the low points in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I just didn't like myself. So I think when I, when I turned 18, I told myself, I can continue to run away from people, but you know, human beings, we need to socialize. We need to be with people. Yeah. And and the only one preventing this is actually myself. I think people hate me. I think people don't like me. I think everyone doesn't think I'm good enough. But maybe it's just one or two individuals. But we're giving them more control than they deserve. Yeah. So what we want to do right now, we think, is to take back control of your life your, so that you can work on your self-worth and work on yourself. I would urge you to practice some positive affirmations. <laughs> right? So, I don't know what, what it is that you're struggling with, but you could say things like, I'm good enough, I'm good enough, I'm good enough. I'm enough. Mm -hmm. I am enough. You know, look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful, I'm awesome, I'm amazing. <laughs> uh, you are. You wake, up, you wake up, you look in the mirror, or you, you take 
take your phone out, do a selfie, and then you say, sexy, you know, something like that. <laughs> just, just keep doing it. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be stupid. You know, sometimes before I, I go for a talk, because I deliver a lot of talks, right? So yeah. sometimes I, I do still feel nervous sometimes. And, and I doubt myself sometimes. Can I do this again? Even though I've probably been on stage like a thousand times, I was like, I don't know, can I do this tonight? Can I do this one? I just sit in the car and just keep telling myself how amazing I am. It's not for me to tell the world. I don't go on stage, hi guys, I'm amazing. No. <laughs> I, it's, it's me alone in my car, just yeah. telling myself I can do this. This is, you know, I'm awesome. People are going to be inspired by me. Just saying things like that repeatedly, it, it gets to you. Just like how yeah. you've been saying all the negative things about yourself, it has, it has become a part of you. What you need to do now is to replace those with better ones. Can you try that, reading? I will. <laughs> okay, you can try one time now. Yeah, if, if all of you listening to this feels that my voice sounds a bit weird right now, you know what Nizi has done. You know what Nora has done to me. <laughs> I, I think... I really appreciate that a lot. I think, like, as he was talking, and, like, as Nora was talking, like, they just keep emphasizing how I've been feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, they know. They can hear me. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think it's... I, I will do that. I think that is definitely a point in time where I have to... Where I sound weird on podcast. <laughs> you, you look... You sound fine. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, like, look, beautiful. Okay, I'm beautiful. Okay, yeah. right? Beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah, I, I really like that. There must be something, and I cannot always avoid it. Like I have to address it. And usually, when you say, I was like, no, I have had quite a peaceful life. You know, like in instincts, I told myself like, yeah, no, I had a very good life. I'm privileged. You know, and I haven't met like very big people. But then I realised that, like, as you were talking, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's this incident. Oh, there's another incident. And then I'm like, I, I feel that if I don't consciously think about it, like, I will not address it. So, yeah, I will do that. <laughs> wow. So, anybody who's listening to this, um, you want to join me? So, <laughs> 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 oh, what, what will you do now, waiting? Like, what's a good starting point? I need to dissociate myself first my problems are not me yeah so mm-hmm. i need to like first be aware and really go back to what is it first that i'm trying to address as you were speaking i'm like oh my god i have a lot of issues with myself like a lot of things that i'm uncomfortable with and i'm not good at and i'm not enough these are things that i have to address you know, you know one thing one thing you can do now that you've identified all of those things and as you're taking some tissue <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would also get a piece of paper right now if I were you, and a pen, and just start to write down some of these things. Because what, why these things overwhelm you, even though they're at the background, like you said, until I mention some examples and you start, you know, you get triggered. Yeah. Because, you know, they're uncovered, okay? So now that you, that you are, you, they are covered, now that you are uncovering them, you know, you need to write them down so that you, are, you can see what these issues are, and then you can address yeah. them one by one. Okay. Okay. Um, you don't. You don't just allow to just go, go back hidden once again, because it's gonna affect you quietly. You know these are silent killers. Mm. So take them out, and address them one by one. And if you need further help, I think Nora, Nora can 
ยังไงจัสฟอร์พีเพิลลิสเซนยูมีทิ้งอิสเอ็กซ์ลีเทคเอาท์ออนเอนอเนอร์เอาท์เอาท์เอาท์เอาท์เอาท์เอาท์เอ
just go out there. Obviously, like right now with the whole pandemic and everything, like stay safe, put on your mask. But you know, take a look around at greenery, nature around you. You know, I feel that when you allow yourself to go out there, it it really helps for you to engage in your senses. And when you are engaged in your senses, sight, what you can smell and taste, and everything like that, it's a form of mindfulness technique. That helps to kind of ground you in the moment, right? When you find that your mind is like a gazillion km away from planet Earth, <laughs> you know, such mindfulness techniques it kind of pulls you back down to planet Earth and be like, okay, this is where I am right now. This is what I should be focusing on, not on things that have passed, not on things that are like gonna happen way in the future, right? But right now, so I would say those two things, you know, have have a journal, document your healing journey, um, and stay active. Go out, you know, be with nature. <laughs> I love them. I love those advice. Thank you. <laughs> so what I would suggest, and I would like to challenge all our listeners, for the next thirty days, because we human beings, we are creatures of habit, right? Yeah. So for the next thirty days, I would challenge you to do one thing every day that is loving towards yourself. Mm. One. Act of love for yourself every day for the next thirty days. I'll give you some examples. Okay. Yes. So one of the things, one of the signs of love is giving yourself enough rest.、Mm. Okay. So give your body the rest it needs. Your body has a right over you. Yeah. And one of the things you can do is to give yourself ample rest. Number one. Another example is you need to. Learn to say no to people who you normally say yes to, even when you didn't feel like saying yes. You said it anyway because you're just so used to saying yes, and you never knew how to say no. For once, I want you to prioritize yourself and your needs first. Nice. Another thing you can try to do is to save money. <laughs> This is actually a very loving thing you can do. Yes, probably in the list could also be one one out of the thirty days splurge, <laughs> right? So we think you might want to write that down. Splurge. <laughs> so yeah, definitely you can splurge. I mean, different people splurge in different ways. Some of you might say, "Oh, I I buy a new bag," and some of you might say, "I I treat myself to a really nice meal," right? So those are examples <laughs> of how people may con- consider it to be a splurging. Um, but another loving thing you can do for yourself is to actually save money. For example, now everyone shops online, right? Yeah. And so when you're online, you're scrolling, you start to add things into your cart. You don't <laughs> feel anything. You just keep adding and adding. Today's episode is not brought to you by Lazada, <laughs> but, but you just you're just adding things in, and then tell yourself, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, key in my credit card details this time、mm-hmm. around because. When you save, you are actually protecting your future financial stability. Wow! And that is a very loving thing you can do for yourself.、Mm. Another example is to actually go out and learn something new and something beneficial. Yeah. Pick up a new skill, because for me, what really turned my life around in terms of building greater self confidence was to read a lot. I read a lot of books, and I attended many, many seminars and conferences, mostly about personal development because I knew that that was something I needed so badly. Yeah. And so I invested a lot in myself through knowledge. 
So if you if you're lacking in self-esteem, I suggest you read more, learn more, explore new things. When you know more, suddenly your confidence goes up. Yeah. Because now you meet people, there's something you can talk about, right? Mm. Or else you're like, uh, I don't know what to talk about. Uh, uh, <laughs> right? You feel so awkward. But when you read a lot, um, your mind wants a mind that is once stretched can never go back to its usual state, right? So you now see things from different perspectives. So love yourself by learning and seeking new knowledge. So those are some examples that you can you can get started with. And I hope that you can finish up the entire 30-day timetable and then maybe tag, tag us yes. and let us know yeah. what it looks like and how you're doing with it. The Good All Life right? underscore podcast. <laughs> yes. And speaking of which, do also share about your one-to-one coaching services as well. Okay. So, oh my God, you know, we're really so excited because we recently launched our one-on-one personal life coaching service um, because we find that there is a huge um, demand, you know, for people wanting a coach, a mentor, you know, someone to help guide them, someone to help facilitate the growth and someone to actually walk with them, you know, in their life journey helping them through it to, you know, gain new perspectives in their life. You know, and we, we talked a lot about perspective earlier on and we see um, the great power in having that, you know, perspective shift and change and how much it can truly transform, you know, an individual's lives. And, you know, for us, um, both myself and Mizzy, being in the helping industry, you know, um, and our mission and wanting to serve and build that conscious community of, you know, people out there, we find that, you know, providing this one-on-one life coaching service, it really allows us to be connected on, you know, on a more personal level with the individuals out there and really helping them, you know, a more intimate level, more personalized level, um, helping them through, you know, whatever they're going through right now. And I feel that it, it provides a really holistic sort of um, impact that we aim and we hope to actually provide, you know, not just through the podcast channel, which, you know, we talk about a lot of life-related self-development sort of topics, but also on a very personal level on what we can do to help them even better. Yeah, so um, if you're actually interested in engaging in our live um, coaching service, feel free to actually drop us an email at info at the goodlifepodcast.live. That's L-I-V-E. And um, we'll be happy to share with you on what the coaching service is all about. <laughs> That's yep. great. I, I think that this is especially important, like this topic of self-love, because like in this day and age, with social media, there is a lot of comparison you know like you're always feeling like you're not good enough and I think it's especially important that we prioritize self-love and prioritize ourselves so yes guys please check out the good life podcast and what they are up to yeah I I cried today (laughs) but I think I took home a lot more than just like tissue paper wet tissue paper so (laughs) Yeah, so thank you so much for joining us today. We really learned so much from the both of you. And we urge everyone listening to this to really check them out. And thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you so much thank for you. having thank us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for making me cry. <laughs> thank you for allowing us to touch your hearts. <laughs> Before you guys go, one last thing. 
Do yes. you have a quote that you heard or that you know that impacted your life or that you want to advise people usually? I would say, you know, don't be afraid to take that first step in giving yourself your own life another shot of greatness. Don't be afraid to do that, right? Because you'll never truly know until you take that first step. You try it for yourself. You explore and you really feel it for yourself on what that change is really like for yourself. Don't just stick to your assumptions of what change is like, but experience it for yourself. Experience it for yourself. And, you know, hopefully when you allow yourself to do that, you won't be looking back at your own life, living with the what ifs and living with regret, right? So in summary, give yourself that permission to just try. Yeah. Awesome. Um, for me, there's a famous Malay saying, and it is "tak kenal maka tak cinta," which essentially means, uh, if you don't know the person, you will never be able to love the person. Mm. And this is normally used in the context of someone else. Like you will never love him or love her. That such that someone out there. If you don't get to know the person first, get to know them first. When you get to know them, you, I'm sure you're going to love them, right? Mm. But I think we can use this quote today uh, in, in a reflective manner. We look in the mirror and say, how can I ever love myself if I don't even know who I am? So let's all get started on this self-discovery journey to get to know ourselves a little bit better because we cannot esteem what we do not know. So we need to know ourselves first and then love ourselves. And then that's how everything begins. Wow. I love it. Absorbing oh, those greatness. It's <laughs> so much thank love. You guys. It's been a joy. It's been a joy. Thank, thank you, you for so taking much. time. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's thank a pleasure. You. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. We hope that you have learned something from this podcast and maybe you have taken away one tip or a few tips that may be able to help you or help the people around you in their own self-love journeys. We definitely encourage you to go on the 30-day challenge to write down the things or to do the things that can add to your own self-love. And remember to tag us on Instagram, justbarrett.co as well as the Good Life Podcast. And if you need any support, if you just want to share or talk to someone, you can always write in to us anonymously. We'll be here to listen and we'll be here to help and support. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely want to see you in the next podcast. So stay tuned and have an amazing day. Yay! <laughs>